Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately go, immediately you will find a donkey tied with a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the prophet. Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the ground on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this word. We thank you for being able to be here for Palm Sunday. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you, Lord, because as we wave these palms and as we celebrate with the word Hosanna, we declare that you are the one who came to save. Help us, O oh Lord, on this day to receive what you have for us in this word. Let it speak to our need of you this morning. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We know Jesus had done his best to prepare his disciples for what was coming. He had warned them that the Son of Man was to be handed over to the chief priest and the scribes, that he was going to go through a lot of terrible things, and that then, after some time, he would be put to death. It was something that the disciples had heard from Jesus, but they really hadn't accepted. Have you ever heard something and you were in denial of it? You heard it, but you pretended like it wasn't true. I mean, the disciples were in denial. They were in denial that, of the fact that Jesus was about to die for them. They were in denial that going to Jerusalem was going to end up badly for him in the short term. And they were in denial that their time with Jesus was about to come to an abrupt end. As they came near Jerusalem, they had reached Bethphage and the Mount of Olives. And Jesus picks two disciples to go ahead of him. He tells them, go ahead into the village that is on our way into Jerusalem. Go over there, and as you go into the village, you will see a colt and a donkey that are tied up Untie them, bring them to me. Now we have to understand that this was the time of the Passover. This was the week in which Jerusalem flooded with people from all over, coming on a pilgrimage to the holy city to celebrate 
the Passover feast. Jews from all over the world would have come with their families to remember the exodus, to remember that God delivered them through plagues and got them out of Egypt and of slavery. And they would have been coming remembering that God's mighty hand was what had saved them. There would have been a lot of people on the road. It wouldn't have been just one or two people. It would have been crowds and caravans of people going towards the holy city of Jerusalem. When Jesus sends his two disciples to the village ahead of them, they were to go in there, find this colt and this donkey that were tied, untie them and bring them to Jesus. And we know that Jesus foresaw what would happen when they did this. He said, I know they're going to ask you, why are you untying the colt and the donkey? Why are you untying these animals that don't belong to you? Why are you doing this? And Jesus gives them instructions. He says, when somebody says anything to you about this, let them know the Lord needs them and he will send them back immediately. This is still difficult for the disciples to do. I want you to understand how difficult it is. Because we would react kind of like the owners of these animals did. If you were in front of your house and somebody got into your car to start driving off in it, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? That's my car. <laughs> Where are you going with my car? And if they said to you, oh, the Lord needs it, we'll return it. We'll bring it back to you. Most of us would have been like, no, 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 I don't know about this. I might have to come with you or, 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 or I don't think this is a good idea. We would have had some qualms about this whole thing. Imagine being one of the two disciples that got sent on this task to go borrow animals from some unknown owner who they didn't have any idea how they would react to it. I wonder if these two disciples, you know, thought about, well, here we go. We're going to get arrested. <laughs> We're going to end up in jail. We're going to end up in trouble. Jesus is sending us to do something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I wonder if they dreaded the task. Can you imagine? Jesus tells you to do something and it doesn't sound like something that you really want to do. That ever happened to you? Did they look at each other and go, is he serious? Does he really mean for us to just grab some random animals in that village and bring them back? You see, being obedient to the Lord is not easy. Oftentimes, Jesus asks us to do things that don't seem to make a lot of sense to us at the moment because we don't know the whole plan we just know what Jesus is telling us to do at that moment. We just feel like he's leading us to do something and, and we are challenged to trust him enough to do what he's sending us to do. The disciples had had lots of experiences with Jesus that led them to be able to trust him, but they didn't start off that way. You remember the feeding of the 5,000? When Jesus told them, you feed them, they went, what? 
They could not understand how that could be done. They could not understand what he was commanding them to do. They could not understand how anything that Jesus was saying could be possible. They could not believe that it was going to work out. But the disciples had had so many experiences with Jesus at this point. They had had so many times in which Jesus said, go do this, and they had done it, and it had worked out exactly as he had said, that they had gotten to the point that they trusted him, and they went to do what he said. When Jesus asked us to do something, do we trust him enough to do it? Or do we question it? Or do we hesitate? Do we trust him enough to follow his plan? And do we trust him enough? to untie ourselves from whatever holds us down so that we can do what Jesus is calling us to do. One of the things that we learn from Scripture is that the Lord always has a reason for everything. Did you know that there's no coincidences in the Lord? Everything that the Lord does has a reason, has a purpose, is part of a plan. He didn't just turn to the other 10 disciples and go, hey, guys, check this out. I'm sending them to untie some colts that I don't even own and watch this. No, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a practical joke that he was playing on those two and the other ones were just watching. It wasn't something random that he just came up with. He didn't just look at a list of animals and pick two that he liked. The scripture tells us that Jesus was doing this to fulfill what the prophet had said. Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and an occult, the fowl of a donkey. Jesus came to fulfill all that God had said and promised through the prophets. He came to do everything that God said he was going to do to save his people Jesus is and was the answer to our prayers. I want you to hear that. Jesus is the answer and has always been the answer to our prayers. His coming was something they longed for, they desired, they waited for. They had been foretold for many years and it was what they needed at this moment. problem is that sometimes we think we know better than God in terms of the plan. Can you imagine what would have happened if these disciples thought, you know what, let's not do it Jesus' way. Why don't we just grab him a big camel? That'll be big animal. He'll come in at a high stature into the city. He, he'll come in, you know, on this camel like, like one of those famous sheiks from the east. Or what if they had said, you know what, a camel's not big enough. Let's get him an elephant. Now he's really going to come in in power. Now he's really going to come in as somebody with authority. And no, nah, no, nah, let's get him a horse. Because horses, man, the, come in a horse. That's how kings ride. Imagine if the disciples had not followed the instructions and decided to take it upon themselves to find Jesus a better ride then the scriptures wouldn't have been fulfilled as they needed to be. Then the plan wouldn't have unfolded like God had set it forth. Thankfully, the disciples had learned to follow Jesus' instructions. And they followed it. The scripture says that they went and they did exactly as Jesus said. 
And they untied the animals and they were questioned about it and they gave Jesus his response and they were allowed to bring those animals back to Jesus. The disciples would not sway to the left or to the right from Jesus' instructions. Now, most of us are familiar with the other gospel story about Palm Sunday in which there's only one animal that's untied. And if you've studied this scripture, you find that in here there's two animals. Matthew tells us that two animals are being used by Jesus to come from the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem. So he's using a colt and he's using a donkey. And the funny guy in me thought about Jesus straddling two animals as he tries to make it into the city, keeping his balance, kind of like a surfer. But I had to look it up because I, I, I wondered what this meant because realized that the scripture that had predicted Jesus' coming had said he would ride on both a donkey and a colt. And so one of the commentators explained it for me. He said, basically, Christ rode on both a donkey and a colt. He rode on a donkey up and down the mount, and then he was transferred onto the colt to ease into the city. And there was a practical reason for that. The donkey would have been stronger and more able to go up and down the terrain. And the colt would have been easier to ride downhill into the city. It would have been easy for that to work out. The thing that still doesn't make a whole lot of sense and that seems supernatural is that Jesus was riding a colt that had never been written. It tells us that the supernatural presence of the one in whom all creation was made was felt by that animal. How else did it not throw Jesus off? How else did it not go kicking and screaming? How else did it not just decide to take off when they tried to take it to Jesus? Commentators also find more significance in these two animals. The donkey would have represented Israel who was burdened by the law of Moses, while the Gentiles would have been represented by the colt, wild and young, not bound by the law, having to, to accept Jesus by faith. They were the wild olive branch that had been grafted into the root of Jesse. They were the ones that had been, were going to be brought in through Jesus and through faith in him as Messiah. Christ our Lord rode both to signify that both the Jews and the Gentiles were being called to be bearers of Jesus. Both Jews and Gentiles would be called to accept him as Messiah, as Lord, and as Savior. When we read this passage, we like to think of ourselves as one of the two disciples that was sent to get the colt, or maybe one of the ten that got left behind and we're looking at the other and going, I want to see how you're going to pull this off. But what if we looked at this scripture placing ourselves as the donkey or the colt? What if we were the ones who were invited to be bearers of Jesus to those who don't know him yet as the Messiah and the Savior of the world? What if we were called to carry the Savior on our back? 
as he came in to give himself for others. I think looking at the scripture from that point of view gives us a new understanding of what it means to be servants of Christ. That we are called to introduce people to Jesus. That we are called to bring him in to places where he's not yet there being received as Lord and Savior. That we are there to continue to carry the marks of Jesus in our own lives and bodies. As Jesus made his way towards Jerusalem, the scripture says large crowds formed and they began to spread their cloaks on the road and cut branches and put them on the road, forming a path for him to enter that holy city to complete what God had set forth as the plan for our salvation. They shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They proclaimed that he was coming to bring salvation, but the people still didn't know who he was. The people still wondered who he was. The scripture says that people were questioning, who is this? Because who else enters the city of Jerusalem with so much fanfare? Who else comes into the city with so much celebration? You have to understand that only kings and rulers came home that way. Only those who were returning from war were received with big parades and big welcomes like this. And yet Jesus was coming on a donkey and a colt as a humble servant, ready to lay down his life for us into that holy city. When people ask, who is this? The people identify Jesus as the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. They still didn't understand fully who he was. Today, there are still a lot of people that don't understand who Jesus is. Some people that call him a great teacher. Some people that say that he was a remarkable man. Some people that he was just a very wise person. When the reality is that we proclaim Jesus as the Son of God, the Savior of the world, God made flesh who dwelt among us. But many people still don't know him in that way. They simply know him as one who comes in the name of the Lord, like the people were shouting. Somebody who spoke wisely, somebody who did some miracles, but not as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that week, Jesus would lay his life down for us on the cross. But it wasn't to be on this day. On this day, he entered triumphantly into Jerusalem with a celebration of the fact that salvation was entering the city. And those two animals were bearers of Christ, carrying him into that holy city to complete his task. Today, we are still being invited to go ahead and carry Christ to others who don't know him, to be bearers of his good news to those that haven't received it, to continue to share him and usher him in to the places where people have not known him as Lord and Savior 
of their lives. Jesus was not just another leader, another prophet, or another teacher. We proclaim him as the Son of God, the perfect Lamb who took away the sin of the world. How will people know if we don't present it to him? If we don't tell them about it, if we are not bearers of Christ, if we don't go out in his name. Holy Week is not just about celebrating what Jesus has done for us. It is about recommitting ourselves to being obedient to the call of God to share Jesus with everybody in the world. It's about knowing that this message is not for just for our personal enjoyment, but for the salvation of the whole world. May we be bearers of Christ, carry him with us wherever we go. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for this Palm Sunday. I thank you because you always have a way of giving us new understanding and perspectives and scriptures that we have heard so many times. On this day, O oh Lord, we, we ask you that you will help us to be bearers of Christ that we will carry him with us through our lives, through our testimony, through our words, through our actions, through everything that we do, so that those around us, those that we encounter on the road, will know Jesus as their personal Savior. Lord, as we come to the end of this time together in worship, and we open the altar for prayer, I just ask, that if you're calling us to do anything that will lead people to Jesus, that you will give us the courage to be obedient to your call. That you will move us, Lord, to go out of our comfort zone and tell others about Jesus. We pray that this Holy Week will be a special time of drawing closer to you. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we do our final song, we just remind you that the altar is open. If you would like to pray and have somebody pray for you, you can come to this side of the altar. If you want to pray by yourself, you can go between the green uh, markers on the right side and uh, you can pray by yourself. Let us worship. Thank you.